Hi, and welcome to another edition of State Champs W's Ready, Set, Cheer podcast, a weekly show dedicated to competitive cheer and dance in the Great Lakes states. My name is Antoinette Phelps, and Ready, Set, Cheer is presented by Lawrence Technological University. The Blue Devils cheer and dance teams are recruiting student athletes right now. Academic and athletic scholarships are available. You can recruit yourself by visiting ltuathletics.com. I'm Sydney Cariel, and Ready, Set, Cheer is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. The physical therapy and sports medicine pros with the Detroit Medical Center. Check out our wide variety of DMC Game Changers segments featuring tips on becoming a better, stronger, and healthier athlete. You can find Game Changers on the State Champs Michigan Facebook page or YouTube channel. Nominations are being accepted now for this year's Detroit Athletic Club Foundation Male and Female Athlete of the Year Awards. Are you an elite athlete with good grades and a leader in your school or community? You could win a $5,000 college scholarship and be recognized as the Athlete of the Year. Six male and six female candidates will be nominated, but you can't be nominated unless you apply. Download the application today at dacathleteoftheyear.com. And finally, the Goodman Acker Law Firm. During the most difficult times of your life at Goodman Acker, you work with the same attorney and team the entire length of your case. They fight for you, just like they would a member of their own family. Experienced, ethical, aggressive. Mention you heard about Goodman Acker on State Champs, and they will provide you with a free assessment of your case. Goodman Acker, good decision? Call 1-800-TRUSTED. We thank all of our partners in supporting Ready, Set, Cheer. It's it. Another good episode we've got going here. Yeah. We're ready for this. So we are joined by two guests today. Uh, we'll start with Amber Hauk from Carlton Airport and Caitlin Zipfell from Flat Rock. So Amber, I'll start with you first. How did you get into cheer and how did you form this passion for this sport? Oh, um, I was really young, actually, um, and my mom took me to my first airport competition, and that was all she wrote. Um, I cheered all the way through airport and then actually cheered for Michigan State's all-girl team, and shortly after college, ended up back at airport as the head coach. So it's kind of just been since I was little. Yeah, almost like a full circle here, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. And then, Caitlin, for you, how did you form this passion for the sport? Um, I was a competitive gymnast until I was 12. And then we had a, a downriver league in our area. Um, so I cheered for the Yellow Jackets for two years. And then um, when I got to high school, I did four years of competitive cheer. Um, and then I went to Western and, um, at that time they were trying to start back up the all girl team. Um, we didn't compete, but I was on that team for one year. And then, um, my senior year of college, I moved home to finish classes and my, um, high school coach, um, asked me if I wanted to come back and coach middle school. And I was like, um, let me think about it. And then that was it. So 2016 till now I've been, um, coaching back at my alma mater, Flat Rock. That's awesome. Another full circle too. For, for you guys mm-hmm. getting into coaching, when you look back on when you first started cheer, were you ever like, wow, I want to be a coach someday? Or did you ever think that this could happen? Nope. No, I didn't <laughs> want to come back home, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I always kind of had a feeling I would end up 
back in the program somehow, but I never really thought that taking over was going to be a thing until airport didn't have a coach. And they asked me to apply since I was home. And I was like, well, here we go and got thrown into varsity. And, you know, the second it happens, you realize, and I don't know about Katie, but this was a moment for me that I realized I was meant to be behind the judges, not in front of them. Um, So that was, I mean, I didn't expect it, but it's been something that has literally always felt right from the moment it happened. I would agree with that. I think that um, I never really thought I would be coaching, um, but now that I am, I couldn't imagine not doing it. Um, I'm, I would agree that it's much better behind the judges than in front. However, I think it's more nerve wracking when you don't have any control of what's going out out on the mat. Oh yeah. 100%. Right. And we've always (laughs) talked about it. You only have like this X amount of time to execute. So it's, I'm sure it's nerve wracking for you guys like watching and kind of wanting to be out there maybe, but you guys know so much like you guys have excelled so much about it, you know? Yeah. It's definitely a different pressure being a coach for sure. Um, So let's talk about your cheerleading programs a little bit. Amber, you are the MHSAA District 8 Coach of the Year. Airport has also had three regional qualifications and one first place at both the Huron League competitions this year. Is that correct? Yes, it is. All right. Congratulations. Quite the resume. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your program, a little bit more in depth if you can. Um, you know, we have a really long history. Um, back in the early 2000s, they have quite a few state finals appearances. Um, we have a state runner-up. We have only one league title. We just looked all of this up the other day. I was actually a freshman the last time we won a league title. Um, so this year has been kind of a full circle again because if it does happen to go our way on Wednesday, um, it'll be a fun little rounding out for me because the last time we won this title, I was on the team. Um, We have been building back up to what we are now. It's been a process. You guys know, as well as a lot of other people, um, that Division Two is a really tough division and we have a really tough district and a really, really hard um, region. So just getting where we are now has been such a journey that I can't even thank everyone that's been there for us and helped build this back to what it is because it's genuinely been a family effort. And that's the thing I'm most proud of, of our program is it's, it's a, it's a family. You never leave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of a village, I have to bring this up. So we got an email and someone was telling us how you actually stepped in last year. Was it last year during COVID to help out another team because their coach had COVID? Um, Yes. So her name is Jackie. Um, She was the assistant for Huron last year. Um, And she was put in a very, very bad situation with COVID. Um, She was on a ventilator. Um, She had her baby during that portion and obviously could not come back to coach. Um, Danielle is a really, I mean, Katie can vouch with me. Danielle is the type of person that any single one of us would have done that for. And that, you know, is the moral of the story with the Huron League and something that I am so proud of as a collective, because I'm so happy to be in the 
family that we have, because if that would have happened to anybody, any one of us would have stepped up. But yes, um, I jumped in. I said, you are not going to go assistant list. We will do this together and we will get you through this. And now Jackie's doing great. She's a great mom. She's a huge part of their community. Um, I believe that she's trying to return to the coaching world. I don't want to speak for her about when or, you know, timelines and stuff like that, but they made it through it and they had a great season last year. And that is just a great program. And Danielle, deserved everything in the world. And I, you know, when we first talked about it, I said any of them would have done the same for me. So it was just one of those moments that I was proud of our family. Gosh, what a story. Yeah. And and yeah. so nice of you to step in like you did. I mean, because you were coaching your team and this one at the same time. Correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> it was busy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, okay, yeah. so... But we do that kind of stuff not on that big of a scale, but there have been days that Katie has come to my practice and I've come to Katie's practice and we do that a lot in our league and that's something that we can all be really proud of. That was just on a bigger scale and yeah, I was a busy cat, but it's it's normal for us. Yeah. Well, that's great that the Huron League is so tight-knit like that. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think I realized that. Definitely unique, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about Flat Rock when a little I was bit. In his- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, when I was in high school, um, Liz Kazik was the Groziel coach. Um, and we were, you know, building our program up at that point. Um, and she, we would go into their practices at Groziel um, because of, uh, when I, the year I graduated is when they won a state title. So it is really, everything kind of comes in full circle and Liz comes to my practices now. Um, to help my kids out and so it's just really fun this is definitely like a big community sport um it's just really neat yeah I definitely get that feel even just having the two of you you know on this podcast together usually coaches will either do it by themselves or maybe if they're you know really close with one of the other coaches in a different aspect like perhaps owning a business together or something like that right um but yeah the fact that you two even were like yeah let's do it together no big deal that's you can tell that you guys all really have that tight bond, and that's that's great we between do. coaches because I'm sure that's great for the girls to see as well. Yes, because I know if Amber catches my girls doing something they shouldn't do, she has no problem correcting them. <laughs> all yeah, not at everywhere. <laughs> so let's talk about Flat Rock. So Caitlin, um, Flat Rock came in first place in the Huron League last year in 2021. Also, 2016, 2019, 2020, your district champs, 2017, 2018, 2021 state qualifiers. And then last year, I remember watching you at States. Uh, Flat Rock came in fourth place for Division Three. Man, what? Yeah, Another good that. resume. <laughs> it's like, the list just kept going there. Right. So tell us a little bit more um, about your program. Yeah, so um, I took over the program from Tanya Vaughn. Um, I assisted under her um, until 2019 or 2020. Um, so we, I um, once I took over, we took one, uh, we won one district championship, and then um, the the league championship last year, which was the first time in 21 years we had won the league. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so not in not in my history with <laughs> Flat Rock did we um, get to do that, but um, I had a really strong upperclassman the past two seasons. Um, I graduated six seniors last year, and I'll graduate six seniors again this year. Um, 
and then it's just been great. I mean, these kids, they just really hit the ground running and um, it was nice to take over from Tanya and to still have the backing from everyone from the league and my administration, as well as Tanya, I still send her videos and um, she gives me feedback, just like kind of we all do for each other. And um, yeah, I'm just really proud to be a part of um, the program I grew up in and um, it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah. Does it sound like since you had seniors graduating last year and this year, will next year be more of a rebuilding year for you? Or do you have more freshmen and sophomores that are ready ready to go? Yeah. So um, the past few seasons, we've had small teams. Um, this year, I have 19. Last year, I had 17. Um, and so we kind of, you know, walk the line with those numbers um, to put 16 on the mat all the time. Um, luckily, we've, you know, been able to do that this this year um we have a lot of strong freshmen sophomores and juniors um so i'm not exactly sure my i have only i think five eighth graders that are going to be coming through so we'll have to kind of see you know how they progress throughout this season and sideline season um but i'm not exactly sure if it'll be rebuilding or if kind of they'll just hit the ground running and um make up for the loss of so many seniors yeah yeah I got to ask you, your first year as head coach leading the way in a district championship, how did you feel? It was so surreal, um, but so rewarding. And those girls, they just, they had that drive from the year before and um, they just were so excited to be on the mat. Um, And they just continuously worked so hard um, that they, they, it was like they were upset when we would lose at, um, a weekday competition you need to learn to you know win with grace and lose with grace and i think that's an even bigger lesson that they need to be taught is you know losing with class not just you know winning with class and you know this year um and last year as well um i think we've been really riding the coattails of the district championship um, and, you know, that's, I mean, their first goal every year is, oh, we want to win districts. We want to win districts. And then last year they were able to win leagues. So I just, I'm really proud of them. And um, and even if we like Groziel won last year and we were very happy for them that they did, you know, representing the Huron League, um, it's just really great. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people kind of forget how this this is a long season. This is a long competitive cheer season and it's a grind. And I think people forget about that. How do you both keep your team's momentum going and keep that strong talent throughout the season? Amber, we can start with you on this one. You just have to keep lighting the fire. And like Katie said, learning how to lose with grace is part of that respark and we just actually went through this that we had a really off day at pat christensen um and we talked about it at practice the following week and we just said you know there comes a point where you have to love competing to get through these january's and get through these early february competitions because you've already competed so many times that it feels redundant and it starts to get into a spot but the kids that truly love to compete are the ones that keep their fire going and obviously you're going to have more fire when you're going to those league meets and to those districts and regionals and you know state finals those are severe feelings but you have to create that feeling of every week matters and that is probably the toughest thing as a coach to keep rolling and katie and i have talked about this so many times that we just want to like light 
fire under their butts every time we talk to them. So that's, you know, the biggest challenge with the longest season in the whole entire universe um, is keeping that fire going and finding ways to remotivate and saying things like, you know, worrying about let's get two more points in round one this week. Let's get five more points in round two. Let's work on making sure our walkover is crispy this week. And you just find these new goals throughout the season to keep them going and to find that fire to make these competitions mid-January matter. Yeah, it makes sense. Little goals adding up to that big goal. Yes. Yeah, because you can't just say, we want to go to state finals. You have to have a path there. And that's the biggest challenge I think a lot of programs will meet is there's got to be a path. There's got to be. And it's not just, I want to beat Flat Rock. And I can say that because she's sitting next to me. Um, (laughs) It's more along the lines of what can I do to make my team just a little bit better. If I know that I struggle with my back walkover in round two, what can I do to change that goal and to change that picture so that later on we are putting out the absolute best we can do? And if that is enough to make it to state finals, that is where that goal came from. Yeah, I agree. Caitlin, for you, is that kind of the same what you guys have to get through as well? Because like I said, it's just such a grind and I don't think people remember. This is a long season and these girls work so hard. Yes, I would say um, November, I feel like goes by so fast. And then December, we always host um, a meet. So that kind of goes by fast as well. And then um, once January hits, I feel like January is the longest month of the entire year. So, um, I just, <laughs> my boss is literally jumping around yelling, go Rams in the background. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> it's um, people, it's fine. <laughs> he, um, I think that, yeah, like playing off of what Amber said, like you have to pick a goal. Um, and it's not just to get to state finals, even though the first thing those girls write on their paper in November for their top three goals is state finals. You know, and I think, you know, I'm so blessed to be able to have the, the girls have that as a goal. Um, but, you know, getting a new skill every week, somebody on the team or, you know, going after a new stunt that you've wanted to do and you finally are able to do it. Um, getting a new back tuck or a back handspring or even like like Amber said, like getting two points in round one. Um, you know, we I generally take a week off this week. Um, we don't compete during the week just on like a Saturday and then the following Saturday to kind of overhaul our rounds. Um, and that's kind of what we did this week and, you know, they're tired and, uh, but we, you know, on, I just spent an hour and a half on footwork choreography in round one. So it's just little things like that. Like when we're speaking to the judges and we're focusing, you know, solely on what these judges are telling us, like, um, you know, really focus on your jump prep or really focus on your footwork in round one. And, you know, this week, um, I like to take the time to do all that. And then, you know, we reevaluate our goals at that point. You know, we're wanting to score higher in round one this week. And so our goal for Saturday is to add points to the board for that. Um, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy that we can keep the fire alive during January because once February hits, it's all fast again. So yeah. So we talked a little bit about how Huron League is really close and you will compete against each other, but who would you say is your toughest competition? You're both also in different divisions, 
correct? So Carlton is in Division yeah. Two, and yes. Flat Rock is in Division Three. So after we kind of break out, you know, you won't be comp- competing against each other to get to states per se. Who who is your competition then? Amber, do you want to start? Do you want to go first? Oh, okay, I'll go first. Um, I we have the top the top dogs. So we have Carlson. Allen Park, Southgate, Divine Child, um, Wild Lake Western, Trenton, Riverview, Huron. I mean, our that's all our region. Avondale. I always forget about Avondale. I'm sorry, Avondale. I love you. Um, and, you know, that's all in our region. But our district, even South Lion East, there are really good teams in this district that to come in that top four is really a challenge. And then obviously going into regionals, it's even harder. We've been fifth place at regionals almost every time we've gone um, from the year we finally made it to region from in, you know, last year we had a quarantine right before districts and unfortunately did end we ended not where we were supposed to. Um, so, you know, it's always been DC, Trenton, uh, Southgate, you know, those two Carlson and Allen park. It's always been trying to break into that top four. Wild Lake Western has been there so many times. It's, those are the big names because they're on our side and they're on our region and you got to break in. Yeah. You definitely have some tough competition. Those are all those big (laughs) names that we're always talking about and, you know, going out to film those competitions and, yep. you know, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Caitlin, mm-hmm. what about Flat Rock? Um, so our our district is um, is pretty heavy, just like our region is as well. Um, it's Flat Rock, Grozeal, Onstead, Jefferson, Ida, Michigan Center. Um, you know, it's always a fight to get out of our district as well. Um, and then our region is you know, very similar to Amber's, um, Richmond, Notre Dame prep, um, Armada, Crosswell, Lexington. Um, it's just, the list goes on. I mean, it's, it's hard enough, you know, to get to the region and then at the region when they only take four teams, um, you just have to be so on your game because all those big, big name teams are there and, you know, you want to fight for that third and fourth spot. Um, because, you know, for us, we're, you know, we always really bank on Richmond and Notre, Notre Dame prep love. I love watching them compete. They're awesome. And um, it's good to strive to be to be the best and to be, you know, to be the best, you have to beat the best. And so, yeah, it's a definitely a tough district and region for us as well. And you have I from what I remember, I think if I'm remembering correctly, it was Richmond Pawpaw, Notre Dame prep, Flat Rock. Is that right? Was that at States, maybe, I'm thinking? That's the yes. States. Okay. yeah. Gotcha. I knew you guys uh, were yes, there because actually- I remember seeing your name and seeing your We your traveled to Pawpaw last weekend, actually, um, to because I've never been to that side of the state competing, but um, Stephanie hosted, and we went out, uh, took the drive out there. And, um, yeah, they're, they're amazing um, as well. Um, we also got to see Comstock Park, which um, – they're in um they've been to state finals when we've been there a few times as well and um yeah they're great yeah awesome lots of tough teams in d3 
Yeah. I feel like there's just tough teams everywhere. <laughs> that all sounds like yeah. a lot. I'm like, it's a mountain to climb once you get to the top. Uh, for you guys, you know, as the season continues on, what can we see from both of your teams? Maybe, you know, a, a, a new stunt, a new tumbling routine you guys are working on. What's something that we could look forward to at some point in the remainder of the season? Caitlin, we'll go ahead and start with you on this one. Oh, well, my kids, they've been begging to put this bow and arrow in. So... They're going to put a bow and arrow in round three this weekend, and we're going to see how it goes. Um, I'm not good with change, but I'm going to open up my mind a little bit this weekend. And um, (laughs) since they've been perfecting it and begging me, um, we are going to do that. Um, And then all of our new round one changes, um, really looking forward to seeing how we score on the mat this weekend and um, for the rest of the season as well after the changes. What is the stunt right now? Is it uh, like a liberty or a heel stretch and they're trying to turn it into a bow and arrow or they just want to throw it? Yeah, so they were hitting like a liberty and then kind of power pressing down to a heel stretch. Mm. Um, So they they traded that in for a bow and arrow, heel stretch to bow and arrow. All right. Cool. Hey, they have the confidence. They'll nail it. We have confidence (laughs) in them. (laughs) (laughs) Amber, what are you guys, what can we see from you guys moving forward? Oh, I'm not very exciting. Um, One of my big sayings at this point of the year is stay the course. Um, We are not making changes. uh, Well, okay, I should say planned changes um, because everyone's got to make changes at the drop of the hat this year and last year. Um, But the, the goal is to get those execution scores higher to get that round two score higher. Our round one um, has a very small, tiny little woohoo in it this weekend. Um, But otherwise, we're just taking judges' feedback. Um, One of the favorite things that I I can't stop raving about is Stony Creek gives you a comment audio strip, Mm -hmm. and that would be the only changes that we have made most of our season this year is based off of that audio strip. Um, but 90% of what you will see from us is what we have put on the floor. Just we are working really, really hard to clean it. Um, and in the next breath, I did change our team tumbling to a new formation because I had a dream and it came out. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, you will see. I know it's one of, it works in my head. Um, it's one of those things that we, we really, truly, at this point in the season, we try to stay where we are and we stay the course and we just make it cleaner. Yep. The little details, like we talked about earlier. 110%. You'll see, (laughs) you know, a lot of those fine-tuning, your pinky toe is out of place type things from us, but we will not be changing much of our rounds. Yeah. Why fix what's not broken, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you guys so, so much for joining us this week. We enjoyed talking to you both and learning more about your career paths to really a full circle from – being cheerleaders in high school at your alma maters to then becoming coaches at your alma maters. It's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah and this so is my last season. So. Oh, I know. No Plot twist. A lot of people outside of the school don't know. Um, I have started taking over at a university. I'm at Madonna University. Um, and everyone at airport has already been alerted, but this is my last season. So I'm trying to go out with a bang. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can only imagine the feelings and emotions every time you guys take the floor now. It's it's a hard, it, mo- mixed yep. emotions. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a lot. Um, we, you know, every, t- every moment counts. Um, that's right. This league title is super important. Um, this, this end goal is super important at this point. Um, we're all fighting for each other and we're trying to make, 
you know, everybody go out with a bang. That is great. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, good luck the rest of the way. Yes, best of luck. We Thank really you. I appreciate you guys being on this. This is awesome. Thank you Thank so you much. much. Amber and Caitlin were so great, and they have such impressive resumes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to see what they do for the rest of the season. Yes, me too. Sydney, you were at the Mac White Number Two last Thursday night. Yes. So let's talk about a little. Uh, let's talk about what you saw. In yeah. The competition. That okay. So that was a fun one. Anchor Bay actually hit a new school record with their highest points in round one, round two, and then their final score all around was uh, record breaking for school. So that was pretty awesome. Yes, they looked really strong. I know you shared some clips with me. So their round one, I thought they had really nice jumps and really good peels. Yes. Yeah. Um, their round two, of course. We've talked about this before, yeah. but like all of the teams are pulling out the tucks, the walkovers, the very in sync handsprings. Yeah, the handsprings when we both watched, we said, oh man, we had to replay that right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> and then the round three, they did a really nice opening tumbling sequence. Um, they had really nice OLEs and then full downs from that as yes, well. Yeah. And then a couple girls in the middle doing some really pretty layouts. There's two fulls. The two fulls we saw. Yeah. The second one surprised us. Yeah. That's good. Yep. And uh, then we both commented on how we really liked how they were getting in and out of the stunts. They had that those little cool tricks getting in and out with tumbling, actually. Yeah, that was good, and they, they hit everything, which was great. And then um, for second place, Lakeshore came in second place. We watched a little bit of that, too. They, they had really nice tumbling passes we saw. Mm -hmm. And then what did you see in round one that you liked? I thought their motions were very sharp. They had really good peels. Just overall, they kind of caught my attention at the beginning with their really sharp um, motions, really. Yeah. And then one school that really caught our attention, they came in third, was the host school, actually, Utica. That was that was a wild beginning. So they started yeah. in a circle, which yes. is so different. Yeah. It caught the attention right away. I think everyone in the gym was like, oh, what are we about to see here? Yeah. What did you like out of that? Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. Round one, where they were laying on the floor, on the ground, like you said, in the circle. And then round three, they also started in a circle, yeah. like you said. So that was kind of a cool way to start. I haven't seen that. really drew both of our attention right away. And then just overall, the round one was their cheer was very engaging. Yeah. Uh, the round three, I really even again with the circle, but holding hands even that and was the really stunts, cool. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. So all and together. some tumbling out too. But right. yeah, really strong. Yeah, all together, I thought I thought it was a good competition. Yeah, it's tough. Awesome. So it would remind us of the places for second and third. So Anchor Bay came in first, Lakeshore came in second, and then Utica came in third. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so just reminding everyone listening that we do have highlights on State Champs W on our website, of course, but also our Instagram, our, our Twitter, our Facebook. So please go ahead and watch those clips and give us a follow. We are trying to promote these female athletes, yes. give them the recognition and the attention they deserve. So please support us so we can keep supporting these athletes as well. Yeah, they, they deserve all. Like we talked about earlier, it's a grind. This season yeah. is a grind. It is. So speaking of this season, <laughs> let's talk about the competitions we have coming up for the week. All right. So on February 2nd, we have the BWAC three at Richmond. So that'll be a good one. And the next day, February 3rd, Saginaw Valley League meet at Bay City Western. Then on February 4th, Frazier Invitational at Frazier. February 5th, Cross Lex Invitational at Crosswell Lexington. Same day, February 5th, Gross Eel Competitive Cheer Invitational at Gross Eel. Then 
also, we've got a lot of competitions on February 5th. Big day here. Uh, Henry Ford II Falcon Frost Invite at Henry Ford II. And then the KLAA Championship at Heartland. The PC Cheer Fest at Portage Central High School. And then to close out the day on February 5th, Puamo Westphalia Cheer Competition at PW. And then on February 7th, North American Spirit 700 Invite at Richmond. So much good stuff, Antoinette. Yes. And there are more competitions. These are just a couple that caught our attention. And it looks like we have the North American Spirit. I think we're not sure, but that might be Mary, who will be on our podcast in a couple weeks. So I think she is the one running that. And then, of course, we've had coaches on in the past, like Stacy Meyer at the PW mm-hmm. one, Kelly Brisson, Henry Ford, yep. and then also Kelly Matthews at Richmond. So some coaches that we're very familiar with, teams we're familiar with, and lots of big competition, like you said, kind of rounding out the season here. Yep. Another great week on our podcast and looking forward to the weeks moving forward. So as always, if you have anything you want to tell us or uh, anything you want to share, you think we might be missing, please reach out to us on all of our social media accounts, SCW, and or email us at readysetcheer at statechampsnetwork.com. We're looking forward to hearing all of your comments. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Yes. Have a great week. Cheers.